For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Gerald Green to inbound. Harden trying to get free. Down to three, down to two, it's a three. Good! Good! He got it! James Harden, a flamethrower! Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. Hey, what's up, CD? This is uh, Joaquin Hawkins. Uh, hope all the, the Rocket fans out there are doing well. And uh, yeah, this it's, it's definitely should be an interesting uh, segment that we have. And uh, yeah, what, what do you think, CD? Uh, or, or, um, <laughs> think our, our Rockets, are they in trouble? Man, to be honest with you, Hawk, yes, they are in trouble. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to keep my composure on this episode because, first and foremost, I do cover the Rockets, but I am still a fan. You know, this is a team that I grew up with. I've been rooting for this team ever since 2003. When you was with the team, you know, when I made that move from New Orleans to, to Houston, it was Yao Ming's rookie season, my my first year living in New Orleans. And, um, you know, I, I fell in love with the Rockets. I was there for the 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 twilight of the Steve Francis era. You know, I lived through what is my favorite but disappointing era of the T-Mac and Yao. You know, then there's the James Harden era. So much promise, rather that be with the White Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, or whatever. Mm. But every single year, it's the same old, same old. They do well in the regular season. They get to the playoffs. An injury, start messing things up. And then next thing you know, you got to start from scratch because we got eliminated in the postseason earlier than expected. And ladies and gentlemen, I still have the Houston Rockets taking this series. I originally did say in seven games in the closing seconds of game seven. And um, it seems like my prediction is going to be true. But to be honest, Hulk, for what I've seen, not just the last two games, because I don't want nobody thinking that this is an overreaction show, but Going back to like game two, there are certain things I did not like where I have a big problem with. I don't think it's going to be able to I don't think if if they continue to make those mistakes, I don't think they're going to be able to beat a team like the Los Angeles Lakers, who as of right now, they were up three games to one and possibly closing out the series on Wednesday. But, um, you know, Hawk, let me start with you first. You know, Houston Rockets, they lost game four of course, against the Thunders, 117 to 114. And, um, Hawk, let me start with you. What are some things What what are some things that you have seen in not just game four, but throughout this whole series? I think it's just a consistency of energy. Um, OKC, ever since they lost their second game, I mean, they they picked up their intensity uh, on the offense and defensive end. Uh, they actually started to match the three-point shooting uh, that the Rockets had. 
Uh, and even more importantly, um, they put some pressure on on James. Um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. What the the, the defender on the OKC? Okay, just, just, just call him Luke because he got like a really hard. Oh, We're gonna just stick to Luke. Yeah, man. It, it's just they have the personnel to cause troubles for for the uh, the Rockets, and that's what's happening right now. Um, when you're not making threes, as we said before, you can't live and die by the three. But if you're not making threes and you're not getting buckets and you're not getting stops, it, it's going to be hard to beat anyone. And uh, you got to give uh, CP3, you got to give him some credit. Um, I mean, he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He, he's a he's a seasoned veteran, obviously an all star. Um, and, you know, he got some revenge up, up his sleeve, you know, formerly being with the Rockets. So he has a lot to prove. Um, they, they're coaching staff is doing a tremendous job and uh i just think the rockets i'm not going to say they're in trouble i'm not uh waving the white the, the white flag i'm just saying as as you and i predicted seven games and uh but I, I i gotta say right now um the rockets are in some troubling time and and we knew since westbrook was not going to be available uh we knew it would be challenging for them but they had a chance to to finish off and i i just I would like to see James a little bit more, especially last night's game, uh, close out the fourth quarter. He, in my eyes, I think he, of course, he's a tremendous three-point shooter. Uh, but when he did drive and get to the bucket, he was getting easy, easy baskets. And um, but it, it, it's definitely going going seven games, and I really feel that um, some troubling times. But I, I still think they can pull it out, man. But they they gotta they gotta go to work because right now OKC ain't no joke. Nailed them. You, you said it. OKC is not a joke. And um, one of the things that really concerns concern me about the Rockets going up against OKC, you know, everybody made this big hoopla that the Houston Rockets take big men out due to their small ball game. And we have seen them um, with some pretty good success over the last couple of of games, you know, especially when they um, had, I believe it was like a four or five game winning streak. I can't remember right now, but during the time early part in the bubble before the injuries took a toll on his team, they really look good. But going up against OKC, I feel like they have met, met their match with small ball. And what I mean by that is OKC pull out a lineup. It don't matter who else is covering the center in the power forward position. OKC puts out a, a put out a lineup of a three guard or you want to say a three-point guard lineup of Chris Paul, Shea Gill, Chris Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder. Those guys have really found a rhythm and a mojo in this series, and I do believe that is one of the main reasons why they have struggled against the Thunder over the last couple of games. You take a look at game three, the second half of game three, they came alive in that Trio had recorded a combined average of 60, I believe it was somewhere between 60 to 65 points. Um, game game four, there was even better. I mean, you know, you look at game three and Dennis, those two guys alone scored a combined of 56 points. Then you add in Shea Gilchrist Alexander, that trio had a combined of 75 points. That is a daily trio. And we, we, we're going to touch on the Russell Westbrook approach but without him you are basically asking James Harden to go basically one on three and not only are you asking James Harden to go one on three but he has arguably the best defender I have ever seen on him and that guy of course is Luke now we're gonna just stick to Luke because like I said we don't know how to pronounce his full name but you guys know who we are talking about (laughs) but um you know 
I know you had mentioned that you want to see James Harden take over, take over in the fourth quarter, but you know, looking back at Harden's number, I mean, he 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 did basically everything he could do. It's just the fact that he did not have enough help. And, you know, you take a look at a guy like Eric Gordon. I mean, Eric Gordon, he had like a, a pretty solid game in game four, game three was basically bad. But outside of game one, Hulk, nobody has really taken the initiatives to actually help James Harden. I mean, yes, Jeff Green has done his thing. I mean, to be honest, outside the play of James Harden, Jeff Green has been possibly the only positive takeaway from these first four games. But somebody needs to step up and be another ball handler because – this is something that had always bugged me about James Harden with the Rockets going back ever since his first season. And this basically proved my theory when we had Chris Paul and, and even Russell Westbrook. But, you know, as of right now, he's hurt. Someone needs to step up and help James Harden be a facilitator, be a playmaker, because if James Harden has the ball in his hands, 95% of the time the Rockets have the possession, everyone knows what to expect. And it's predictable. But when you have a guy like a Russell Westbrook, like a Chris Paul, when he has another playmaker, it takes a load off of him and it makes the defense say, okay, we need to pick our potion. If we, you know, D up on Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, or whoever, then James Harden is able to run free. But without that, without that distraction, it allows the defense to just focus more on Harding and you know in the frustrating part about it is nobody has has stepping up and that has been one of the most frustrating part about Eric Gordon to me is the fact that I know he could be the extra ball handler why Russell Westbrook is out but he has not taken the initiative right right well I think for one um you know James he's doing as much as he can and you know right now House uh Ben McLemore um, I, I just think they need, of course, they need to do a little bit more. Um, the, uh, Jeff Green, I mean, he, he's, he's playing phenomenal. I, I gotta say he's doing as much as he can. I think he had 20, 22, um, in one of the games in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was game three. Yeah. Rebounding well. Um, I know Eric Gordon ended up in with, uh, 22 also, uh, last night, but it, it, again, it has to be some consistency and, uh, you know, again, Russ does so much. He puts so much pressure on the on the defense with his dribble drive, able to create for himself and his, and his teammates. Um, you know, but it's still those times where if James is not hitting the three, if Ben Gordon is not hitting, if Jeff Green is not, you know, getting buckets here and there, it ha- has to be someone else to step up. And, and you're right. It's just no one that's really showing that they can, you know, be the X factor when those uh, when those players are not playing up to their capabilities. This is the part of the show where I'm probably about to just just vent a little bit. And this is the part of the Houston Rockets that really makes me angry. Because we've seen this story before. And you would think, mm-hmm. after what happened in 2018, <laughs> they will find some kind of way to just make a small minor adjustment if something's not working. And if you don't, I'm pretty sure everybody know what I'm talking about right now. And that's them with these doggone three-pointers. <laughs> they started out the game pretty solid, but towards the end of the first half, 
things got rocky from behind the line and they blew, I believe at the time it was like a 10 point lead. Oklahoma City Thunder came back towards the end of the first half and, um, you know, made it a competitive game going into the halftime. But they came out of the halftime break on fire. Mm. They made eight straight three pointers. And next thing you know, you looked up and the Houston Rockets were up by 15. Mm -hmm. But then they kept shooting. And shooting, and shooting, and shooting, and shooting, and shooting, and shooting, and shooting. And by the time the buzzer sound at the end of game four, after making their first eight three-point baskets to start the second half, they finish five for 25. Hulk, I don't understand Mike D'Antoni's philosophy here. I'm not one to call for nobody's job. And I get it. You have a model that you want to live by. You have a team philosophy. And I, I, and I want you to, to, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know as a player, and I'm speaking off of, you know, the farthest I ever got was, was um, varsity in high school. Right. You know, and I know if there was a team philosophy, we had to stick by that philosophy, but uh, unless if it was not working at that time, mm-hmm. I don't understand why the Rockets, when they get to that moment where they're where they are missing those three point shots, why not take the ball inside? Why not attack the basket? Why not try to make those mid range jump shots? I this is where I, this is the point when I start to hate analytics, because clearly if they would have just made some kind of minor adjustment. Just like they sh- they should have three years ago against the against the Golden State Warriors in Game Seven, if they would have just made any type of minor adjustment to their offensive game by the time they missed their fifth three point basket attempt, I'm pretty sure the the, the ending of this game would have turned out a hell of a lot more different. Well, I, I think we have to give OKC some credit with their defense. Their perimeter defense was was good. It was swarming. Uh, their rotations were a lot better than than Rockets. Um, and so when you got a team playing solid defense, it, it is. It's, it's tough to get to the paint. It's tough to get, you know, obviously close to the basket for, for better finishes. Um, but again, I think the attempt should have been a little bit better. Um, uh, Got to also give OKC their their bench. You know, they went uh, with 43 out of, I think they had 43 points in the uh, Rockets bench only had 13. So their their team came to play. They, they came to play. And um, even at the foul line, it was 22 out of nine uh, failing uh, OKC um, having 22 foul line. Foul line so they, it showed that they were just more aggressive, uh, a little bit more intense. And big moments, they, they stepped up. And so it, it's really going to be on the heels of the Rockets now of, you know, they let one get away yesterday. They did. We all know that. And that should be in their mind fresh. Um, that should be on their mind going into the next game. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if Russell is going to try to suit up, suit up. I did see him um, pregame, you know, working out, you know, trying to get uh, himself ready. Um, he actually looked pretty good, you know, but it's a big difference when you're trying to play, you know, working on, you know, go-to moves and on the workout and, and totally different when you're actually playing in, in a full-fledged game with other elite athletes. So it, it will be interesting to see. If he uh, if he suits up tomorrow, um, I expect for him to. I, I do. Um, he needs to because right now, as I said, I think they 
they need some um some some inspiration and um i think just having him on the court uh will be inspiring for the team and um they they need to they need to change it up right now because right now it, it is it's 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 a game for someone to to take you know, and this is where I miss Russell Westbrook the most. You know, I know I just finished talking about, you know, having a secondary ball handler on a team or, you know, a, a playmaker or a facilitator just as good as Russell Westbrook. But this is where I miss Russell Westbrook the most because I do believe if he was on the court, I don't see the Rockets actually losing the way they did behind the three-point basket shooting five for 25 like don't get me wrong I'm pretty sure they still would have took a hell of a lot of three-point shot with Westbrook on the court but Westbrook is the type of player we've seen he's not going to shoot that many three-point shots because that's not his game and besides the fact that they had took Clint Capella out to give him more room to attack the basket I'm pretty sure Russell Westbrook would have found some kind of way to get this team going by attacking the basket by by doing the um what is that move I like to see him do when he, you know, drive to the basket, but he pull ups for the um, bank shot? You know, I, that's the type of player that this Houston Rockets need. And, and, you know, it's sad to say, you know, we had that type of player with Chris Paul, but of course we swapped that out for a better version of him. You know, we could argue about that later on. But, um, you know, this is where I miss, miss Russell Westbrook the most because he is not going to say, you know what, we're going to could just could, – continue shooting three-pointers even though we haven't made our last 10 to 15 attempts no he's going to take the ball in he's the one that's going to try to get easier looks and besides once Westbrook Westbrook is the type of guy once he gets going and he's attacking the basket that's going to force the 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 opposing team's defense to double team him, which means you're going to have a guy like a Jeff Green or a PJ Tucker or Robin Coverton cut into the basket once he draws that double team, and that's an easy dunk or a layup. And it's mm-hmm. like when you see James Harden does that, yes, James Harden can get to the basket, but to me it just seems like the Thunder, they didn't bait James Harden actually trying to attempt a layup or a dunk. They just knew he was trying to drive to the basket to kick it out to an open bit Macklemore or someone behind the arc versus trying to get that dunk, get that layup, or finding someone who is cutting in. And, Hog, I don't know if you have seen this before, but I've noticed a difference when James Harden – you know, one of the differences I noticed when James Harden is running to the basket, the players really don't cut as hard. Versus when Russell Westbrook is on the court, they cut hella hard. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that is one of the biggest missing pieces of not having Russell Westbrook. And the sad part about it is we've seen this movie before. We've seen this movie like at least two or three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. R- Russ is a bucket getter, man. No matter what, how you slice it, he's on the court. He's trying to get you buckets. And uh, the, the fact that he doesn't just settle for three-point shots... Uh, as a matter of fact, he doesn't just sh- settle for anything. Uh, I mean, he, he's trying to get as close as he can to the basket. He uses athleticism. Um, he, he's a leader. He's an ins- inspiration for the team, a motivator. I mean, he's all those things that any team will need. So, obviously, you know, this is a, the perfect time for a Russ to 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 come in and, and help out. Um, but, again, you know, if, if he's not there, you, you got to have those others. You got to have the, that X factor, somebody to step up. Um, and they did that the first two games. And, you know, again, losing last night, I'm, I'm sure they probably couldn't sleep. I know I couldn't sleep because I was like, there's no way that they're going to lose this game when they're up 15. 
But, you know, I've, I've seen stranger things happen. Um, give OKC some credit. And uh, now we got a got a series on our hands. And, you know, again, look, looking forward for Mr. Superman Rushbrook. Come on out of out of that uh, phone booth with those uh, with that cape. Uh, we're going to need you. We're going to need you. <laughs> Um, at the time of this recording, there has been no word on if Russell Westbrook is going to suit up or not for tomorrow's game. Um, we have a media availability with Mike D'Antoni later on today. And um, my guess would be D'Antoni is going to hint at it, but he's not going to give a, a for sure. My my guess is Russell Westbrook most likely is going to be a game uh, a game time decision. That's, that's, that's my best bet. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, this is a soft tissue injury that he is dealing with which means there's possibly nothing you can do to rush to you know to rush back um if Russell Westbrook cannot play from what you've seen especially as a former player what Mm -hmm. do you think the Rockies can do or who do you think can be that x factor outside of Jeff Green because I'm, I'm excluding Jeff Green from this conversation but who do you think could be that second tier x factor who can help James Harden on the court if Russell Westbrook can't play in game five. And and to be honest, even if he do play in game five, because I mean, if he do suits up, then you got to take a look at it from a standpoint, how much will he be on a minutes restriction? You know, he's not going to be able to give you the full 35 to 39 minutes that he normally do. So you also got to put that into consideration. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously um, Eric Gordon, I mean, he, he's a proven vet. Um, and the way he played last night, it shows that he's, he's more than capable. Um, I love to see him when he's in the paint, um, you know, creating for himself. And, uh, I mean, he's obviously he's what six, four, but he's able to get those, those, those layups using his athleticism. Um, being able to shoot the three is, is always good. Um, and he's very effective with it, but again, if he can get to the paint, create some fouls, but just really put some pressure in your interior. Um, I think he could be uh, the the X factor. Uh, McLemore has to do a little bit more, uh, a lot, a lot more. He's capable. Um, House, you know, he's he's shown a lot of flashes. I love his athleticism and his heart. Um, but just as as a committee, they they have to play better as a committee, and uh, and, and not just do what is needed. They need to do above and beyond. Because again, if if Harding is the only one that's scoring. He'll get his 30. You gotta have, you're gonna have to have someone else that can get you at least 25, and then another one, somebody else can get you 20 or 18. Um, and and playing better solid defense on that perimeter. Um, you know, it, it's important right now because, you know, as you said, um, they had three point guards on the court at one time, and it was tough for Jeff Green uh to guard shooter. Um, I saw Harden trying to, you know, guard CP3. And, you know, those are not really primary. Uh, defenders that's not what they're really known for um so again it was good good execution you know by the okc thunder and their coaching staff but uh the the rockets have to to come back with a a little bit more um just firepower and more will and um it's it's really going to be you know a a good game this this next game yes sir you know speaking on the defense by the way you you know it's it's kind of frustrating and to be honest I kind of feel bad for the Rockets because this is a team especially for the first time in the Mike D'Antoni era that they actually took pride in their defense and we saw that a lot in the first two games because I mean game two they did not have that much of a good shooting um 
percentage either. I mean, they they struggled from the field as well, but they won those first two games, especially game two by their defense. And, you know, when it was up 2-0, Austin Rivers, P.J. Tuck, you know, those guys were talking about how happy and and you can see the excitement that they were that they was actually playing really good solid defense and I don't know what changed from game one to two to all the way to what we saw last night in game four but um their defense has to be better and I kind of think the advantage that the Rockets believe that they had on other teams by playing a small ball lineup it kind of flipped on them because like I mentioned the Thunder best lineup is when they put a three-point guard lineup on the floor at the same time, which is very scary. And like you just mentioned, you saw how easy Dennis and Shea Gilchrist Alexander, Chris Paul, all those guys blew right past PJ Tucker, Robert Covington. And um, you, you know, it, it you I kind of feel bad for the team, you know. Then that's the emotional side of things, you know. You kind of feel bad for them, but you know. This is the playoffs, and they just got to find some kind of way to get it done. They're going to get it done. We, we, you and I, we predicted at the beginning of the series. We said mm-hmm. it's going to happen, so we expect for it not to be an easy road for them. Um, they're not playing your traditional basketball with you know a, a forward, a center. They got you know a, a bunch of six six guys out there that just play hard, and so it's it's always going to be sometimes we're not. They're playing hard, but they're not effective of, of what they need to do. Making threes is is part of the Rockets game. Um, they they shoot the most three-point shots in the league. Um, and I'm sure they're missing the most threes in, in the league. So, you know, when those things are not going their way, you gotta be able to play that that defense. And um, you know, it was just tough for them to, to guard those guards and and especially crucial moments during the game, um, they couldn't get stops. They couldn't get stops and they couldn't make baskets. So, you know, having those two go hand in hand, it's it's a uh, it's 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 a disaster. And um, it's just unfortunate that they couldn't close it out. But I still got faith in my Rockets. They they're gonna come back. They're gonna prove everyone that hey, this is what we do. We 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 put our, our work boots on, um, our gloves, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna fight to the end. So I I still think it'll be Rockets in seven. Hawk, let me ask you a quick question. When doing your time playing for the Rockets, have you ever been on the floor and you looked up and saw Steve Francis, Katuna Mobley, and Moochie Norris all on the court at the same time? Because that's basically would be your version of the Rockets three-guard lineup, you know, back when you played. <laughs> yes, uh, I do. I remember very vividly. Uh, it was a time, again, it was myself, Steve Francis, and Moochie. Um, mm-hmm. Another time it was Katino, um, Steve, and myself. Uh, another time it was James Posley, uh, Steve Francis, and Moochie. And even though those are s- small lineups, it it, it caused ha- havoc, especially when you have guards that, that can create off the dribble. And, um, you know, that's the Rockets game. They should be able to, mm-hmm. one through four, one through five, create for themselves off the dribble. And having three-point shooters is, is a, the luxury that they have as in their coaching staff. Um, they're promoting that. They want you to shoot the three. Uh, but again, you got to have a second alternative when your three-point shot is not going. And because they don't have any inside players or no inside play, uh, creating to the bu- getting to the bucket and to get fouled, it has to be one of their primary goals for this next goal, next game. Um, they got to change it up because right now, again, the the OKC they 
they've been able to kind of figure them out. And so you can't go with your your traditional, um, you know, scheme of things when, you know, when it's two, two to two and uh, you're trying to advance uh, in the Western Conference. Um, Got to change it up, man. But they, they they have the players, they have the coaching staff, they, they have everything that's needed um, other than Wes being um, 100 percent. So uh, they got their work cut up, cut out in front of them. And I just think that uh, right now they have to focus on doing a little bit more than what they did these last four games because OKC again they they they're gaining that confidence they're starting to feel that you know they have a little advantage um be um over the Rockets right now hmm. well I'll tell you one thing you guys sure had an inside present when the small ball lineup wasn't working for y'all I believe his name was Yao Ming he's a hall of famer now <laughs> yes sir seven foot <laughs> from China three. uh fantastic uh passer uh, just a good teammate, man. I, I love playing with Yao and, and, and all the rest of the guys. So, um, you know, looking ahead to tomorrow's game five, um, what do you expect in game five? And, you know, right now it's the best best out of three right now. So what yes, what you think we're going to see, you know, in a series that might be wrapped up, what, what would game seven be? Sunday? It'll be Sunday, yeah. Um, I just, I, again, I feel it's it's going to be – a battle for both teams. I think they'll do some of the same things they were doing. The Rockets are going to shoot a lot of threes. OKC is going to shoot a lot of threes. Um, OKC is going to have that three-guard three, three guard lineup. Um, the Rockets is not going to have any big big guys in their lineup. So it's, it's just going to be more so who could be more efficient of what they do. Um, Austin Rivers have to have to come up. he got to be able to, to score a little bit more. Um, I think it said again, House. He he's already uh, very productive when he's in the, in the game, but I think he needs a little do a little bit more just so that they can have a little bit more of an edge. Um, Eric Gordon, um, he has to come out on fire. Um, I think getting him going early uh, will give the the team some confidence, and um, and then James has to have one of those James Harden games. You know, 30, 40 point, 30 to thirty five points, maybe even forty, but he also got to be able to play some D. And I know he he fouled out in one of the games. And that's, that's just one thing we, we can't have him when he's off the court, you know, more than he, he needs to be. Yes, sir. You know, to be honest, I think the Rockets are going to go back to the drawing board and get back to that grimy defensive tenacity that we saw in game one and game two. And I think that's going to be the key for them for game five. Um, with that being said, <laughs> once again, I'd said it, after watching the first two games, I, I, I kind of thought, you know, the series could be over a little bit earlier, but I believe we're going to see the Rockets win two of the next three, which means they will be moving on. So, you know, it's it's frustrating. Let, let me just say this, Hulk. Mm-hmm. I knew going in that this was going to be a tough series, but I hate when the Rockets lose like the way they did on yesterday. Right. Because if they would have just made one smile tweak to their offensive game, they could have still won this game. So, you know, it's just frustrating every time they lose like that. They're going to be all right, man. This is, this is why they're elite athletes. They, they, they live for this moment. And, um, you know, this is the time for them to, to prove all the doubters wrong. Um, make sure that they, um, they make a statement every single play down the, the court, you know, every possession matters. 
and um it's, it's just going to be something that we all want to want to want them to you know play well so they can move forward but again you, hey you, you got a got a good, good team in front of you and um i'm looking forward to it man i again i i love things like this not i don't like things easy i don't want anything to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> this this what a, tr- a, a true champion is all about you know getting through adversity and um you know I, I i'm enjoying i'm enjoying it it's not easy but at the same time man they got the players they they got the experience you know it's just for them to, to put the pedal to the metal um but they'll be all right Yes, sir. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Okay, and this is Joaquin Hawkins. You can follow me um, on IG at CoachHawk247. That's CoachHawk247. Two four seven um, on Facebook, uh, Joaquin Hawkins. That's J U A Q U I N. Um, Joaquin Hawkins on Facebook, as well as my youth basketball program, which is Hawk Hoops. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.